welcome back to another episode of <laughs> Bitch for the Table. I missed a beat on that I one. Know. I'm upset. We are the women of It's for the Table, and we want to bring a little something for everybody. That's right. To this table. We're here to share our experiences as authentically as we would at a Sunday brunch with each other, unafraid to shine a light on topics otherwise kept in the dark. We're unapologetic, a little bit messy, but so ready to own our stories. So take an hour. Take off your bra. If, if you're, you're wearing, wearing one. <laughs> grab your drink of choice. Today's Corona. Today, it was the Corona last time as well. Yeah, it's nice. I think it's because of the nice weather. Just brings out. Yeah. Summer vibes. Summer vibes. Okay. Unless we're here together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you missed it, last week's episode was episode 44. We had a special guest, a teacher from the Philadelphia area, mm-hmm. uh, Nikki Peterson, and she came on and spoke to us about her journey through the pandemic, uh, teaching virtually and kind of balancing all the things she needs to do while being a teacher. Um, if you guys don't know, teachers wear multiple hats mm-hmm. and it is an amazing listen and um, we should all be grateful for the teachers out there and thank you for all the teachers that do what they do. Mm-hmm. I and mean, if you haven't already checked out that episode, please thank a teacher in addition to checking out that episode. Yes, I agree. Show your appreciation. Um, if you are not, please follow us on our social media platforms. On Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok, we are at It's For The Table. We do have a Facebook page. Please like it. And if you're feeling nice and you're feeling grateful, why don't you, uh, I don't know, share an episode with a friend and leave a little five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you in advance. (laughs) Um, So this week's episode is episode 45, and we've been pushing off this episode for a while. Um, We just haven't found the right time, but it's something that we are both totally obsessed with, um, and it's true crime. Mm-hmm. So this week's episode is all about is all about <laughs> why <laughs> this week's episode is all about why we're obsessed with true crime. It's just like a creepy obsession, I feel like, because like it's something that I am genuinely personally passionate about. Mm-hmm. But then it's just it makes you wonder why am I so passionate about murder and victims and victimology? Yeah. Does and anybody motive? like stop and take a second to say like, hey, this is weird? It, it's because like. I there's a bunch of memes out on the internet that I'm sure like everybody has seen, but it's just women's way. It says like women's way of relaxing is in bed <laughs> with a murder documentary. Yeah, or that the one TikTok that is always used. Her It'll legs be- were cut off. Her, <laughs> her arms, arms were cut, cut off. off. Her, her torso <laughs> was cut off. <laughs> and it's like somebody on the couch relaxing with like a cup of tea. But it's so true. It, it's it is like relaxing. Like I love listening to true crime podcasts a lot. Yeah, I usually listen to them while if I'm editing photos for a long period of time i'll put it on in the background or if i'm walking my dogs i'll like put it on in my earbuds and i'm and i go the show route where i love watching documentaries i love shows about murders yeah and serial killers and victimology and the psychology of it all yeah i i could binge them for hours and hours for hours but i'm also not somebody i like i don't like scary movies and although i would argue that serial killers and murderers and rapists are in the category of scary movies yeah but i don't associate it with it because this is like more i guess like realistic because it's real life as opposed to like ghosts right and freddy cougar and michael myers but yeah well yeah you you said what did you say earlier so when we were doing the research for this um uh this episode we were bringing up a bunch of examples of like 
our most interesting, I guess, true crime stories or events. I guess not really stories because they're pretty much all, all real. But, uh, all, you know, past true crimes of uh, true crime events that happened. And a lot of the ones that Alyssa brought up were of murderers that were known for, like, raping women mm-hmm. and taking advantage of women. And then it wasn't until we started diving in more when we were like, oh, what about something like the Sandy Hook shooting, right? Right. And then we're like, oh, there's a huge difference where, where women kind of end up differentiating true crime from like women getting from hurt right? right like the like women being in situations where they are kidnapped raped or you know etc cetera, etc cetera, versus you know things like a mass shooting right and i think that those are the documentaries and shows that i gravitate towards because right. i think rape and sexual assault and women and just victims in general i have so much compassion for yeah so i think that's why like in my head i make the association that's not me romanticizing rape in any which way or form right um it's just that's where my i guess fascination and interest comes from yeah for somebody to, I, I don't i don't even i can't even explain it because it sounds like it, you feel weird saying that out loud no it's true so we ended up doing a bunch of research on this prior and we did end up finding um uh, some statistics on why and reasons like why we are, are so interested in true crime and the fascination one um, is one of them and there's fascination uh, fasc- <laughs> fascination <laughs> with um, yeah fascination uh, there's fascination with the motives of why people do crime yeah I think wh- I can't speak for men obviously but I think there's particularly with women we are more interested in the psychology behind things and like why people feel compelled to do certain things and the childhood trauma aspects of a serial killer or murderer. Mm -hmm. And I just also think that there's a certain, um, (laughs) sorry, I just like lost my train of thought. There's a certain something behind it because I am a woman. And so you just, you just, it's so much easier to picture yourself in someone else's place Mm -hmm. when you are already on the same playing field. Like I, you can, none of these, like a woman is a woman right i serial killers can pick them out like it could be it could happen to any woman right the most fe- most victims are female right so i think it's just like picturing you in their place is much easier right. since i am a female i'm just like why would they ever do that to a female like yeah. why like what what triggered the event like yeah. what what could she have done differently again uh, blaming the victim blaming the, yep. but it's just like it just to try and i guess protect myself if i were ever in those case scenarios yes although i don't think any of the tips that i learned from criminal minds would ever be <laughs> useful in real situations so actually what you just said is one of the number one reasons why women are so interested in true crime we do envision ourselves as the victim but in a way where we are trying to figure out a scenario where we can protect ourselves if that were to happen to us so if someone were to was upset like if i were to obsess over um i don't know a kidnapping story I envision myself being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So I do everything I can to learn as much as I can to figure out how I can escape that situation. Right. Because women um, st- statistically are more concerned and aware of their surroundings at all times versus men because we are constantly wondering, you know, if we're walking to our car, is somebody in the car waiting for us? Is somebody going to... Um, you know, come up to us from behind. If we're running and we have our headphones in, another mm-hmm. thing, we're concerned if we're going to, you know, a car is going to come by and kidnap us or if we're grocery shopping by ourselves and somebody's stalking us. Like, it's a constant worry for women. And I think that is um, that is why it's tied so closely to true crime. I, I think that point that you just made 
because every like just being a natural a normal human there's things yeah. that people worry about on a day-to-day basis like am i going to get fired from work am i going to be late to this event am i how, right. how am i getting my kids to school how am i going to do all of this on right. top of the bake sale that i signed up for i think for women specifically one of those everyday worries is is, is, is a derivative of some of these a fear as a fear yeah. of these events like something like i am paranoid of things that could happen to me for a good like i, I there's a lot of energy that i spend day Absolutely. to day on it, it, it's just like a normal everyday worry like people worry about money issues right. i worry about getting kidnapped and and it's also such killed. a second hand feeling that you don't yeah. even realize when you're doing it so if you're listening right now and you're a woman the paranoia yeah the if, paranoia yeah if you're if you're listening intense. and you're a woman i challenge you to think about you know if you've already listened to this at the end of the day think about throughout your day-to-day of any situations where you had to think about if you were in a safe environment or had to watch your back or if you're listening to this early in the day think of the day before i guarantee you there is going to be a handful of times where you do come across that and it's just natural like every morning i go before i go for a run before my husband's awake i make sure he knows that i'm like leaving to go for a run right and i tell him i have my cell phone so if anything happens where i don't come back like like in my head i'm like that means somebody took me Mm -hmm. i am either dead kidnapped or in the back of a car on my way to another country you know what i mean like that's just the scenario that you make up in your mind and i now i share my location with my mom sister with you yeah Uh, i mean what happened last night so last night Alyssa was texting me and her power went out her entire building apartment building everything went out the power went out and it was already like what 10 o'clock at yeah, night like i was in bed and i was like what the fuck yeah and she's texting me and she's like oh my god somebody's gonna come get me and i'm like oh my god please don't say that so i immediately tell her like lock your doors make sure like you have your phone near you call me if anything right. happens don't text me in case i fall asleep but that if that I'm, I'm not joking this could be a not normal thing that i should probably yeah. talk to my therapist about that that's <laughs> my first um thought was oh my god who's in my apartment because i was so nervous and i actually went out to check to make sure it was my whole building because then i realized to myself was like it wasn't somebody building (laughs) then it's not just somebody coming for me right like it's somebody coming for somebody else (laughs) and and it's so it's it's crazy because we talk about it out loud now and like obviously it's funny yeah it sounds fucking crazy because i'm like i'm worried about not being the target like there was (laughs) apparently there was apparently an explosion that happened in fairmount that it was like an area-wide issue right that power was out for about an hour right and my first thought wasn't to contact pico it wasn't to call my landlord it was it wasn't to try and solve the issue maybe i had too many things (laughs) plugged in it was oh my god who's trying to kill me right but why is it that way i i blame the amount of time i also spend watching right related to this do i think i would be as paranoid and as aware of my surroundings and who i'm around and the serial killers i could be coming in contact with just by walking on the street i don't think i'd give that credit to criminal minds yeah and law and order svu right and mine hunters and but i also the night stalker and i every- mean i agree but i also think it's such a survival mode for women mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's you don't even think twice when it happens but it, it, it it's also it's just like an idealistic sense of safety that's yeah. i don't even think is that it's that it's not real because when you're picturing these scenarios these awful horrible scenarios that happen to victims yeah and you think oh well if i was in that like and i can learn from the, that victim and do this and do this you're yeah. only taking in your your 
yourself and your perspective, you are completely discounting the other person who could be so much more powerful than you, who could right. have something over you, who could be using weapons. Like you just completely take out the other person from the scenario. And it's, that's just not realistic. Like you have no idea what would happen to you in that scenario until you're in that scenario. You could be somebody that fight when it comes to like fight or flight, you, you, you freeze. Yeah. And you don't, yeah. That, oh my God. Like you don't know how adre- like adrenaline affects everybody differently. And I would hope that I would. Right. Some people pa- have so much adrenaline that make themselves pass out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I wild. Just, so it's, it's just crazy that like to, like I spend a lot of time <laughs> thinking about like my escape route. There used to be times where at my parents' house, I would sleep in the basement. I'm like, oh my God, if someone were to come in, it's all up to me. Nobody knows I'm even down here. Right. I would have to save my entire family. And I'm like, what the, like, what the fuck? What kind of hero do, do yeah, I like, think what, I am? What, what would I do? <laughs> what would I okay, do? Yeah, what's my super, my superpower in this fucking moment? And it just, it's, it's just, it's funny that you think that you can yeah. control all these aspects, but yeah, I do appreciate the shows that have been coming out. I think serial killers are very prominent right now with mm-hmm. the, all the stories that have pa- um, happened in decades ago. I think it's nice that we're now f- like more aware of it. Right. And I think women can stop being women specifically. I don't mean to just tailor it towards women. It could be anybody, but that initial fear of trying to be polite versus listening to your intuition. Right. Like, I think that has, and I think that is so important. I think women are starting to realize like if someone's making you uncomfortable when you're walking down the street, it's actually okay to say, get the fuck away from me right. across the street. As Make a scene to, to yeah. get them out of your, as out opposed of your face. To be like, Oh my God, they're not going to do anything. Like I, I don't want to look right. rude. Like, so I think more people or, are, or to like, I intuitive. guess, I guess give in to being polite of like, right. You know, cause I mean, think about Ted Bundy, you know, Ted Bundy is one of the most, um, famous serial killers, uh, today. And, he actually the way he would get his victims a lot was charming women he would come Mm -hmm. up to them and be like oh like i i'm new to this campus or i'm new to this area can you give me directions on this this or that or oh my god my car broke down like can you just give me a hand real quick in a cast he was uh right he he made himself look look helpless and he was charming and he was a young attractive male and which appealed to the nate the the nurturing and women exactly like, I need to take care of this person right. and that's how oh he would get God, how could they ever right and that's how he would get most of his victims where nowadays like like Alyssa said there's so much true crime out there that are you know focusing on helping women in these situations where it does teach you don't fucking help strangers mm-hmm. you know just just don't if you're by yourself like don't do it especially if you're in an area that you're not really like accustomed to or if you're in an area where you don't have a lot of good cell service or you don't know a lot of people like it's just and it's so crazy that like we have like we have to tell women to not be polite in order to right. protect themselves, which is like also the sad part I about just, it. I was just about to say that because like, we literally we're, we literally have to change our mindset to be like, hey, we can't be nice if we're seen if we right. see somebody that needs help because we're alone in the situation and there's just too many things that have happened in the past with right. other people where it ends up the the woman ends up being the victim and she ends up you know disappearing or dying or being murdered and like. And it's we sad. have to be okay with being casted as crazy or a yeah. bitch in or, that situation. In yes. that situation, which like I hate that that's the terminology, but that's what people would call you mm-hmm. if you're if somebody comes up to you and goes, "Hey, miss, can you help me with this?" No, no, sorry, I I, I, feel, I don't yeah. feel comfortable. Or just make something up. I'm late for something. Right. Anything, you know. And it, like we said, that fucking sucks that we have to do that because I think we're naturally. I mean, I think naturally, Alyssa and I are, are you know helpful people. Mm-hmm. 
and to think that you have to change your mindset for that my guard is is very up it, it has yeah. been up the past couple of years i would say just right. experiencing different people in different situations but especially like how vulnerable you right. are in certain situations like even it, it it's walking home at night it's getting too drunk at the bar like that none of those are wrong doings on yeah. my part but it does make me even more vulnerable it adds to the to the anxiety of of yeah of protection and, and the unknown of what's around you or who's around you mm-hmm. and so i just i don't know i'm trying i've always i've always been obsessed with law and order svu like that was kind of like my first yeah. like go-to binge show that i used to watch and i just love the psychology behind it because you try and understand where the the killer murderer rapist were right not to understand it, who they are as a person because what they're doing is disgusting and awful and yeah. morbid and tragic yeah but just to understand i guess why like i yeah i i i've based on my breakups in my life <laughs> i think all the question i always would harp on is why yeah and it's just like why why is this happening right. why me and so i think that's just like a natural um thing that i personally think about that could be for a lot yeah. of women too but i just want to know why so and it's one of the answers that you don't that you'll never find out right so that is so that brings me to another reason why we are so interested in true crime statistically women are more likely to want to unravel a problem uh to solve the issue and find an answer so in this situation the true crime is like a puzzle and we just we get adrenaline trying to 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 figure out you know the the end of the storyline so that's where that comes from which is pretty interesting that women are just naturally um more inclined to want to solve a problem than a than a male and are we more inclined to also the drama and the thrill of it not from being a victim but from i guess like watching it and learning from it Uh, because i I don't like scary movies i I don't like being scared which is interesting yeah because Because i love scary movies and you don't but you are you really are into yeah there's there's a thrill and suspense aspect of it and the drama around it right so there is something called escapism where um women allow themselves to escape into a storyline which Mm. most of the time ends up being true crime because it ties in the problem solving like aspect to it Mm -hmm. so no matter the circumstances of how horrible or gruesome the, the the true crime story is we attach to that um, to that like storyline aspect of it, right? And that, that's so. I I think that also all of these true crime stories that are coming about on media platforms. I just re- there's a sense of nostalgia about it because I remember when I would be driving home from the shore with my aunt and cousin on the way home. It'd be like kind of like dark. Yeah, we're like surrounded by woods on a door in the back roads. She would always tell kind of a scary story. Yeah, and the stories weren't about mostly ghosts it was mostly about uh, a murderer a friend of a friend who yeah. got murdered from walking down the street or right. they were left in the woods some creepy s- guy some came cre- out of yeah. the woods or something like that and i just i just remember being so uh, you were just, scared but you didn't want it to stop and j- yeah you I were into so, it i was so interested in the story aspect of it so i think yeah the storyline aspect whereas like we romanticize everything yeah. which is fucked yeah. up but it is America. fucked up and um, another reason uh, why we're so interested in true crime is because a lot of times women statistically have more compassion for the victims. So if there is One specifically... million percent. Yes. So especially when it comes to a serial killer where you find a multiple victim situation throughout the course of multiple years, we end up attaching ourselves to that storyline because we have compassion for most of the time the women that mm-hmm. end up um, becoming the victims in the situation. Alyssa brought up Alyssa brought up a specific one, uh, Richard Speck, one of uh, another infamous uh, serial killer. He was known for the 
torture, murder, and killing of, what was it, eight nurses? It was either seven nurses and one got away or eight nurses and, and one got one away. one got away, yeah. Because I read a book on his interview. I can find out. I think it's... Mm, uh, oh, my God. Why can't, like, why can't I think? Whatever. Um, <laughs> I just blacked out i'll link the book <laughs> that i read but it's i forget it's the guy that created the bau and he was like one of the first investigators against serial killers so he yeah. went to interview all the big all right. the most well-known ones which by the way is what mine hunters is based yeah, off that's, of yeah that's it's i it's i think the guy Mine, yeah but anyways sorry i just had that like mine hunters is part. on netflix by the way if you guys haven't seen it it's an amazing show so yeah this guy richard speck he said he was never planning on raping or killing them he walked into a sorority house and i think he was i think his whole plan was to rob them yeah and then i guess when he saw like how much control he had over them because he was able to talk all like tying them all up whereas like eight versus one you would think oh my god they can overpower him but i he kept just kept telling them he wasn't going to hurt them right so they probably complied and that's what he's gonna rob me right and he'll be tied up and he'll be on his way uh uh-huh so he counted wrong. There was a nurse that opened up the door. It was they were in a squad. I don't know where this happened at. I'll have to look it up. But there was a nurse that opened up the door, and then he tied up the rest, and he forgot about the one person who opened up the door. So, right. he, so she hid immediately. She hid underneath a bed, and it just so happened to be in the room that he was taking the nurse in one by one and raping, torturing, and killing them. God damn. So I, I don't think anybody has interviewed her or, like, she's – spoken about it. i would yeah. have to do more research into that but she was victim she was victimized in her own way like that's, right i can't even the psychological trauma that you can go through that yeah when right? you're trying to survive and you're right. just listening to literally or also all the guilt friends. i can't imagine the guilt of of being the only one that survived right but that one is something that i think was a great example that Alyssa Alyssa gave of compassion for victim because they're nurses they're already like doing and they're the young mo- and they're yeah, yeah young nurses just, like, just trying to help people like that's fucking that is just a it's tragic, just so sad tragic tragic story yeah it's very very sad or you know another one like we mentioned earlier that you know the, the sandy hook shooting mm-hmm. those were innocent children you know and and you think about like what could have been done to protect those kids whether it was the security in the school or gun. better fucking gun laws yeah so not any person on the street could get access to that you know and 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 you just kind of you kind of mourn for the victims and you kind of just like dwell on 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 what could have been the rest of their life and i get the sense with um being compassionate towards them the way of showing your compassion because obviously there's nothing you can do about the situations now like it's so far past our time but i guess a way to show your personal compassion is to hear their stories and to mourn for them in the moment like my heart is broken when i hear these stories like it it makes me physically sick right which is actually a great point that you make because so nowadays obviously true crime is so popular um today in today's culture and society and and people just like literally use it as entertainment like we said before but i think what's great about true crime today is a lot of true crime podcasts or series or books or any type of like article or profiling they do a a lot better of a job at focusing on the actual victims and who they were than glorifying the actual serial killer or the murderer which i think you know back in the day wasn't done as often right i I mean you think about the story of ted bundy and how women literally fantas they fantasize about ted bundy and they like i somebody i used to used to do a quiz at my job 
and one of the quizzo teams was ted bundy's bitches i hate that like it just it's like that like that is a it it pains me to say that that's even like that's not funny i think that's fucking disgusting i also he's someone that well also people are saying about the netflix night stalker yes because he was young and kind of good looking and people fantasized about him too so i was just listening to a podcast about its real crime profile and he they were like breaking down basically just what the netflix series did but just podcast version and they refused to give him the name night stalker they called him rr i actually was going to bring up that podcast because they do such a good job at at honoring the victim and 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 they always and they always say the victim's names right which is great yeah they they listed all all of the victims from richard ramirez but they refused to give him that kind of notoriety that or the gratification of people hearing his name versus the because a lot of serial killers are glorified and they just want to be known and they want their legacy to carry on so giving them the name of the night Stalker some kind of abbreviation will make them or, think that they're powerful and they're right. famous and it, it just ugh, yeah which is makes cr- skin crawl. it does make your skin crawl and i think so that's a good example where insensitivity um is kind of diminished over time well i feel like i'm like even just the way i'm talking about it i feel like i'm being insensitive it's just so crazy the things that have been normalized for all of these years well, and just like yeah. talking about murders and it's just, yeah like, there's just no well, that's what i mean with the with whoever whichever group of dumbasses decided to make their group called Ted Bundy bitches. But that's a perfect example of over time, the insensitivity takes place because they just think, Oh, it happened this many years ago. Right. But you would never find somebody who was like the Sandy hook bitches. Right. Right. Like no, like if you ever, well, I could you even th- imagine? I also think that's cause there's a certain aspect where I feel like in those regards, a children's death are kind of off limits. Like, that's not something you glorify. That's not something you romanticize. Right, but also women were raped. But that was also around the time that the Netflix documentary came out about Ted Bundy. Of course. So no, like, no, that's, of course. that's why yeah. it was, like, more, like, highlighted in, like... Right. But I guess I'm, what like, I'm saying is, like, he was, people uh, he was need a good-looking to... guy where people yes. were able to focus on that. Yes. Whereas, like, when you have a bunch of children being murdered, there's nothing you can pick out of that that you're like, well, that kid was... I, I understand that, but it should be on the same plane. A, thou- a fucking which th- is so one wild to me. Percent. That's what I'm saying. Like people are just so fucking normalized in just not being yeah. human and not having any compassion, right. empathy, sympathy for the other. Like I, I was like I said, disgusted when I heard that group being called out. I'm just like, bro, he's a because he's a good read look- the room, right? <laughs> like because he was a good looking guy. Like that's just right. Or they probably didn't even think of that. They probably just saw the Netflix movie made about him with Zac Efron playing ted bundy and we're like oh this is cute we'll just we'll just play off of that yeah the people that think ted bundy is hot i he he murdered a lot of women yeah <laughs> he brutally raped them and children as well so right think about the next that next time <laughs> there's a website called therapy.com where you can uh look up a therapist and find somebody that fits the uh you know your personality for that type of help um i highly recommend it right like, like i said like please he, check it out he is an, a notably good-looking human right but i think given his actions i i think we can forget about the good-looking aspect it's the people that it's, only it's see also, what they want to see it's just i people are just delusional yeah it's also crazy that i mean that goes under um what is it like pretty privilege right yes like that's a whole right, other. Like he gets away. Right. That's a whole he other a story. Because if he was an right. ugly serial killer, if Ted killer, Bundy we was bald, overweight, <laughs> what had missing teeth, and you right. know what I mean, like people wouldn't be people able to would be like, right. "Yo, fuck that guy. He's such a creep. Get him right. out of here." But yep. because he was a good-looking guy and he had pretty privilege, and I just I and he was also white. 
and he was also white so that's white man privilege and pretty and privilege, pretty privilege. Combined. so he was able to get away with and that's honestly that's why he i think got away with it for so long right which because it's he's so shitty because he's white yeah so that i mean that also comes into play when it when 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 i guess true crime stories unravel as well that people don't realize like pretty privilege is a thing like can we talk in about any the really scenario beautiful women like the women are beautiful that are that the, that were raped beautiful, and murdered and smart, tortured had a whole life ahead of them probably had families like significant others pets talk about pretty privilege like that got them yeah it sucks that yeah that's i mean that's very eye-opening if anything so to recap the reasons why we're so interested in true crime one fear of crime so we really kind of put ourselves in the situation of like imagining ourselves getting kidnapped and trying to learn how to escape Two is compassion for victims, really attaching yourself to the people that were actually affected, not even the victims, but the victims' families, you know, like young women that are murdered, kids that are that are that are killed. You think about the people that are attached to their lives as well. Right. Um, fascinating. Fast. I hate that word. I really do. Say it. Three Fa- times fast. Fascination. 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 I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. So fascination with motives, um, trying to understand why people do such horrible things and like the psychology behind it. And at the end of the day, evil is really fascinating. When somebody does something bad, um, people are really interested in it. It's mm-hmm. the sad truth. Politics. And then um, for women, true crime is like a puzzle. We are really, really interested in trying to unravel, you know, problems and, and trying to come up with a solution for them. And then escapism, like Alyssa was saying earlier with, you know, the story that her aunt used to tell her in the car ride at night. We love storylines and we mm-hmm. try to escape through, you know, reality and attaching it to any storyline. And that could be romantic storylines, adventure storylines, and even something like true crime storylines, mm-hmm. which is which is wild. But that's the reality of it. And, fun fact, I don't know if you knew this, Alyssa, 70% of all book reviews on true crime are done by women. In compared to uh, book reviews by men, 82% of men's reviews are on books about war. Huh. Isn't that weird? That war of all things? Yeah. Like, not sports? Are there a lot of books about sports? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of books about anything. Yeah. <laughs> If you're a man and listening, do you like books about war? Or, or I would say maybe autobiographies. Oh, that could be another one too. Yeah. Like sports autobiographies. Yeah. Or yeah. just like CEOs autobiographies. Yeah. But yeah, women women make the most reviews for true crime. True crime books. I'm not really... In, I haven't read a lot of true crime books. So I'm really into the true crime podcasts or documentaries or like movies. I... W- true crime. Now, would that be like kind of just like the thriller fiction books as well? I feel like they do cross over. Yeah, I definitely do. I can see. I. I'm just trying to think. Cause I read. A, I li- if I'm reading fiction, it's mostly either romance or thriller based, yeah. or both. I feel like they have tying elements for sure, especially the you know five reasons that we just named off of. So know. is it like seventy percent of women are reviewing? Like 70% of the viewers are reviewers are the, women. Of the of reviews are mainly on true crime books. Are mainly, okay. Yeah. But not that's like that. That's a big percentage. 70% of women? That's wild. Well, maybe you guys don't, can, maybe they don't have to read about it because they're already thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that's a ticket, guys, but 
they are mostly the killers. Yeah, isn't that weird? Mo- most I don't know what the percentage is, but that's pretty interesting. Women would probably have to maybe more crimes out of passion, mm. murders, but serial killer wise and murderer wise are are mostly are men, predominantly men. Yeah, that's crazy. When I think about it, I'm like trying to think of like all the infamous. Do you know serial any females? Not at the top of my head. Was Mo- Monster was based on? Remember the movie Monster by, um, no, Cherise Theron. No, hold on. That was based off of um. That was based off of a, I think, a murderer or serial killer. Oh, serial killer Eileen Warnos. Yeah, why does nobody Former street her? prostitute who murdered seven of her male clients between the year of 1989 and 1990 and was e- executed in Florida in 2002. I did watch this movie. It was made in 2003. It's called Monster, Charlize Theron plays um, Eileen or Aileen. Um, it is really good, but that's that's literally the only one I can think of, and she's infamous for that too. I'm gonna Google how many female serial killers. <laughs> I'm I'm very also as as you can tell by my verbiage, more fascinated with serial killers as opposed to the one-offs. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's 16 percent. Statistics say there's 16 percent of serial killers are women. Since 1820, right? Was a female acting alone or as a partner of a male or female offender? Mm-hmm. So that means 84% were men. <laughs> God damn it. Why is that? This is this is why we can't have nice things. Why is that though? Because everybody has emotions. Power, control. I mean, that's, I mean, maybe that's ignorant of me to say that, but that's what, I mean, think about when you put yourself in a scenario where you think of a, yeah, but I would argue that most men i feel like would be more logical than women like we like we we think based on emotion and stuff guys think not all the time though and i guess if you're like trauma based and you had like a oh man okay so what did you pull up here i was curious about how many female victims versus male 2019 the number of male and female violent crimes was about even oh well this was this isn't just like uh verse how many female Serial killer victims. <laughs> Google's not <laughs> Google's not getting what I'm saying. Um, let's see what it pulls up. Uh, okay, one. I'm not a scientist. When it comes, no, but you're right. It doesn't but pull up they, serial killers, but it does say one-time killers. 90% are are men compared to the 10% of women. Hmm. So at all odds it's it's men are overpowering women and because women are predominantly the victims, women and children. Yes. And I guess that's just based off of like vulnerability and strength and control. Like we just naturally mm-hmm. lack it. I could be really confident but I'm probably not strong enough against a male, you know. I mean, even the example that you were using with Spec, like he was able to control eight women eight in women, a room, right? Where you know all of them eight are brilliant. Prob- that's smart, what I mean. Which is which, logical. Yeah. Nurse women were able to be. I guess, like I said, the the adrenaline when that kicks in, you probably just. I did. Well, there's a quote on Criminal Minds that I'm gonna butcher, but it was saying that females when 
in contact with a murderer, serial killer, rapist, they tend to base their escape off instinctually versus logically. Yeah. Like you're watching, um, you're watching a scene play out and you're like, why doesn't she just leave the room? Why is she trying to fight this guy? Right. Or why is she not grabbing the gun? Why is she trying to like, just right. Like untie herself. It just, yeah. Like you just think the base of instincts that you'll be able to get out of it. If you go mm-hmm. this way, and I think when you're in that kind of adrenaline-ridden state, you can't see it from a logical perspective. Yeah. So Which is so scary. It's so That's scary. That's like losing complete control over like your logic and your mind and what's right from wrong. Everything. I oh can't. God. I can't fucking imagine. <laughs> God. What did you just look up? So I was just looking up a bunch of like best of the best when it comes to true crime and podcasts. And the things that we talked about earlier to put on our our for the table we're yeah. bringing this week yeah um i can list the books that i that i've read and i highly recommend they are the male the agents the fbi agents that wrote these books a little bit narcissistic they definitely take credit <laughs> for a lot um but are they men they are men <laughs> but if they no co- hate no if, hate if they just coin the term serial killer and they start the bau i get where the confidence and confidence <laughs> comes from but um anyway so I'll, I'll link those books but i also personally like real crime profile yeah real crime profile is i think one of the top true crime ones out there i mean there are a lot of good true crime podcasts out there but like we said before real crime profile is just so great because they do a really really great job at actually bringing Mm -hmm. a lot of um respect and knowledge to the actual victims Mm -hmm. versus concentrated on those that um that were the murderers or right. the serial killers, which is, you know, what most of the time it's focused I, on. I also did hear that Wine and Crime was a goodie. I haven't listened to that. The real, the Crime Junkie also. Crime Junkie is a great one. Yeah. Crime Junkie so. is like one of the number one out there right now. That's a great listen. Um, I really do. I really do enjoy. Um, oh, shit. What's it called? Oh, uh, The Vanished. So mm. The Vanished is a podcast. Um, it does cover some i think it covers some that have been i guess people that have unfortunately been found dead but a lot of the time the stories are of active cases okay which is really great because she does um she basically goes through the entire timeline of the person their history where they live their work so it actually is really educational if you were to listen to it and you hear about somebody who has vanished in your area it's just like knowledge that can be passed along right and it's a it's a great listen and and there are situations in some of the episodes where she does a follow-up and they're like oh we found this person which is so cool like you kind of like follow along the storyline um are there any old ones not that i can think of but yeah. i will definitely do my research to find the best books and yeah. best podcasts and those are our favorites and i think when it comes to documentaries and shows and movies, like obviously every I think Mind soon, Hunters though. We well, got to highly yeah, recommend Mind Hunters. As soon as it comes out, people it, it it's so binge-worthy like people are aware of it immediately. Yeah. Like on Netflix, Mind Hunters, Criminal Minds, Night Stalker. Night Stalker was one of the most recent ones that came out about a yeah. month ago. Uh the um the Ted Bundy one, I don't I don't remember what it's exactly called. Yeah, there so there is a a docu-series on Netflix about Ted Bundy and then there's a movie about Ted Bundy right. and it stars Zac Efron. I I personally have mixed feelings about the movie just because they romanticize um, Ted Bundy a lot, obviously by using Zac Efron, who's really fucking hot, as Ted Bundy. And it just, it puts a bad taste in your mouth about the whole situation because a lot of people did lose their lives when it came to that case. So 
if you're going to choose, we recommend watching the actual docuseries where it breaks down, um, you know, the victims and what he did versus romanticizing it in a movie. I co-sign. I love when you co-sign. <laughs> so that is our episode on true crime. If you are listening and enjoying, don't forget to also be safe. Never go anywhere alone. Um, share your location with, uh, you know, your closest family or friends. Always keep a phone charger on you. Um, and be smart about where you go out and what you're doing alone. And trust your intuition. Trust your intuition. And you can be mean <laughs> to protect yourselves. Be mean when you need to be mean. Do you agree? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up episode 45 on why we're obsessed with true crime. We hope you guys enjoyed it and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.